All right, so, Tony, I want to get into how you got into acting, but first, I think we've got to talk about baseball. I know you are incredibly passionate about baseball. How did you develop the love for baseball, and who maybe influenced you down that path? Uh, well, just growing up as a kid, when I came out of my mom's womb, it's just like athletics has always been something that I, you know, it was just, you know, it was a gift. You know, some people are born smart, some people are born you know, fast, and I just had the genetics of just being an athlete, so, and I just started playing Little League about, you know, about five, six years old, and it just continued since then. Who were the players or, or even teams, maybe, that you, you loved the most as you were growing up? Oh, I, you know, being from Southern California, of course, it was the Dodgers, you know, Ron Say, Steve Garvey, you know, Jimmy Wynn, the Toy Cannon, uh, you know, players like that, that's why that was those were my role models. Now, I imagine you've gotten to meet a lot of them. I know you've, you've kind of uh, engrossed yourself in the, the game. Who's the person that you have gotten to meet that was incredibly special, and who's someone you have not gotten to meet who you'd like to meet as far as uh, the baseball world is concerned? Well, the baseball world, I mean, the person I got to meet, you know, uh, was Ken Griffey Jr., you know, from doing the baseball movie Little Big League, and, you know, someone that I have not, yet been able to meet i think i've met everyone but you know it would have been awesome to meet jackie robinson but that would have never happened just because of the you know the years and uh but i had the chance to actually portray him on a show called um um cold case you know back in the years but other than that there's i think i've met everyone who i want to meet in baseball right now all right now you mentioned little big league and I told you this over the phone a, a few days ago, uh, but I I absolutely love the movie Little Big League. I think as a kid, uh, it was the, the baseball movie I loved the most, and now that I guess I've graduated in some ways from being a kid, I still love it. I will still sit down and watch the movie, and I wasn't just blowing smoke up your behind. Other than Ken Griffey Jr., my favorite player in that movie was Mickey Scales, and that was your character. So we're going to get into Little Big League, but I, I'm curious first, how did you get into acting, and, and how did you get a role in that movie? Well, it, it, this story is unbelievable. You know, from playing, I've always had the worst of luck when it came to injuries, and, you know, you know, out of high school, highly taught it, um, recruit, you know, always wanted to go to the University of Southern California, and uh, you know, that's USC out here and, you know, to play football and baseball. And in my senior year, you know, you know, Todd is one of the top, you know, running backs in the, in the, in the city here. Uh, you know, I'm thinking I'm going there and it's the second game of the season. You know, I think the first game I had like 230 yards, something like that. Second game had like three carries for like, uh, 81 yards, fourth carry, break my ankle and, uh, in two places. Now this is in the, mid early eighties. So there's no internet, there's no YouTube, there's nothing like that. So had an offer on the table to go to attend USC. And, you know, after the ankle injury, thought it was going to heal up faster than it did. So I was out, I missed my entire senior year of football and baseball, but you know, I had guys on my team, like Aaron Brown, Sam Mantle, Keith Davis, and Junior Thurman. We had four guys who went to USC on football scholarships. And, you know, if that injury did not happen, I think I would have been the fifth. So that's, you know, and I can take it from there. You know, I'll skip ahead. You know, 
little big league. I actually, I was working for the city of Santa Monica at the time after college. And I, a friend of mine, we were driving back, we were driving home and we passed by this ball field called Marine Park in Santa Monica. And there's like two, 300 guys on the field. And so we just drove up to see what was going on. And, you know, the pro- producer and director said they were casting a movie called Little Big League. So instead of just, you know, asking them questions, I went home, I came back in my baseball uniform, and they asked me, what was I doing there? And they, I, you guys said you were casting a movie. And they said, no, no, you can't audition. You have to have an agent. And I was like, oh, that's not, you know, just give me a shot. And they said, no, we can't do it. Next thing you know, they get in a huddle and, and director yells out. He said, well, can you play? And I said, well, by the looks of things, and I'm not tooting my horn because, I mean, you go into a, you're going to walk up to a baseball field, you would think you would be dressed as a baseball player. And majority of these guys, they were had jeans on and just regular T-shirts. And so I told the guy, I said, hey, you give me a chance. He asked me if I could play. I said, you give me a chance. I, I told him I'm probably better than everyone you got out here. And that's not being cocky. It's just I was just going by the way they were dressed. So they had an L screen set up, and they were giving these guy 10 pitches, right? So they gave me five pitches, so I hit like four over the fence, and then he said, okay, on the last one, run to first base. And back in the day, I can, you know, I can run a little bit. So I didn't stop at first. I ran all the way around home, and I did like a pop-up slide, and they said, come here, come here, come here. Can you uh, come to Castle Rock tomorrow? Because this was on a Sunday. And I said, well, what's Castle Rock? They said, well, we just, you know, movies like A Few Good Men, Harry Met Sally. So did that. You know, four auditions later, next thing you know, on my last audition, they asked me if I've ever been to Minnesota, and I said, nope, but I know Kirby Puckett's there. And uh, they said, well, get ready, you're going to Minnesota, and that's how it happened. It, you know, it's funny because it seems like, and, and, and I remember just from my time at USC, uh, you know, people getting roles in movies as extras, and uh, there was... Uh, the the movie that was it was John Hamm was in it and I, I forget what the movie was called but John Hamm was the agent representing uh, these two kids from India who uh, were trying to make it as baseball players after a you know time spent playing cricket and and I saw that unfold right before my eyes at USC and they made a movie about it and they had some of the the players on the baseball team serve as extras but mm-hmm. you you weren't an extra I mean you you had. You had lines. <laughs> you weren't just a guy in the background. Uh, so what was it like learning how to act? Or was that just something that came very naturally for you? Because I, if, I, if I'm if i not mistaken, the, the players on the Twins, there was a mixture of guys like yourself who maybe mm-hmm. had more of a baseball background, and mm-hmm. then guys like Timothy Busfield who played Lou Collins who were actors first and, and maybe athletes second. So what was it like being around some of those guys? And, and how did you... How how did you learn how to go about being an actor? I guess. Okay. Well, well, I was not intimidated because you know I'm I'm from Santa Monica and I went to high school with some of the biggest actors you know out there you know Charlie Sheen, Rob Lowe, Emilio Estevez, Robert Downey Jr. So I was never intimidated by you know being an actor, but I was more intimidated by auditioning for the part because I've never. I've never sat down and read lines with another person before. So, you know, and I'll be honest with you, the first audition, it sucked. <laughs> so the <laughs> casting director, the cast director said, well, take this home and, you know, go over it. And uh, so, of course, 
I take it home and I, and, well, I might as well just call my buddy. He's an actor. So I end up calling Charlie and he's like, well, basically Tony, he, he read over the size that I had. He's like, well, if you can't play this part, you should never act again in your life. <laughs> so, so basically it was, he was just basically, he just told me, this is you, this is your personality. Uh, this is your confidence. Just have fun, listen and deliver, you know, listen to the line and then deliver what they have to say. So, that's what happened. But as far as being intimidated, no, nah, I've never been intimidated. It's it, it, that movie, uh, you know, a bi- I guess, a, I don't know if a big storyline, but one of the storylines was the importance of having fun while playing. And, and you know, mm-hmm. it, it, and if you follow the movie, there's a period of time where uh, Luke Edwards, who played Billy Haywood, was, I guess, taking things too seriously. And there was mm-hmm. a big kind of uh, team meeting about just, hey, or we got to go back to having fun, but it right. seemed like it would have been a really, really fun movie to film because you had, and, and you mentioned this and we're going to get into Ken Griffey jr. In a second, but you had guys like Griffey and Randy Johnson and mm-hmm. Carlos Baerga and uh, uh, Pudge Rodriguez and Mickey Tettleton guys like that yep. in the movie. Plus you, you were a teammate of mm-hmm. Kevin Elster who played for yep. the twins uh, yep. as Pat Corning, the shortstop. It just seemed like it was a blast. Was it as fun to be a part of that as it seems from the outside? Jared, I can tell you it's one of the best times I've ever had in my life, man, because here's the best part. At the time when that happened, I think it was 94. I think I had $342 in my savings account. <laughs> so when I got the part, that totally changed. And then being on the set with guys, like you say, like Kevin Elster, uh, Randy Johnson, and just being around those guys, like, hey, this is what it's like. This is what it's like to be in the big leagues. And and it was every day. We basically slept there at the Metrodome. And it was just one of the best experiences ever, ever, you know. And, 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 you know, I don't know if you played sports, but as an, you know, ex-athlete, you can just imagine what it would be like to play in the major leagues. And it felt like we were playing in the major leagues. Of all the non-baseball player actors, uh, so your Timothy Busfields of the world, who is the best baseball player? Non-baseball player, like as far as professionally? Yeah, I mean, I know the twins, like Leon Durham and and yourself, and uh, uh, gosh, I forget his name, but whoever played Blackout Gatling, I know played baseball a little bit. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah well. Of guys yeah, well, who you didn't had, play, who, you, who's you, the best? You, you're talking about from our movie, from yeah, yeah, Little yeah. Big League. Yeah. Oh well, you have Scott Patterson who played. You know, he played for the, uh, I think Pittsburgh Pirates. He was the pitcher. He was the, you know, the cocky pitcher in the mm-hmm. movie. You remember that, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mike McGreevy. That was very good. And Troy Star Tony, our third baseman, he played minor league ball. Um, Kevin Elster short me at second, uh, and Joe Lattimore. He was a great athlete. And Dwayne Davis. Yeah. Uh, Dwayne Davis. He, the guy that got cut, Jerry Johnson. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you know. His dad is Willie Davis, the Hall of Fame football player yep. from the uh, uh, um, uh, Green Bay Packers. So, and that's what that's what Castle Rock and the director Andy Scheinman wanted. They wanted guys that actually played. If you could not play, you were not being a part of that movie. So that was that was you know that helped me to to secure a part in that film. You know. What was I never it? acted before in my life. Did did you guys feel like you were a team? I mean, did you guys develop that sort of a camaraderie throughout the filming? Oh yeah, every for sure, Jared. Everyone was very close. I mean, even with the kid, we would hang out with Luke and and the mom, um, Ashley Crow. 
uh, we would all hang out, you know, in between takes and then even off the set, we would hang out. We would go to dinners. Uh, Steve Nicolaitis, the, um, the executive producer, I think he was a big football fan. So we, on the weekend, we would fly to other cities to go watch that. I think it was the Cleveland Browns at the time. And, uh, so it was like one big family. And, 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 and still today I talked to everyone, you know, I, I, I happened to see Ashley Crow every week because her son is going to be a top 10, 15 pick in the, this year's draft. Uh, his name is Pete Crow Armstrong out of Harvard Westlake, just an incredible athlete. So to, to, to still be in contact with all these people is, is, is epic. So what was it like having a kid manage you? I, I know this wasn't a real-life team, but I imagine uh, just the dynamics. I mean, you have all these grown men around Luke Edwards who played Billy Haywood. Uh, I guess what was that dynamic like? I think we were learning from Luke because I think he had more acting experience than all of us in the movie because I think he had done you know a lot of stuff before Little Big League. But, you know, we just took it in a manner, you know, like this is our manager. So we're going to play hard for our manager. And we did. And, 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 you know, the results, you know, the people that didn't see the movie, I mean, they would have to watch that for themselves, but you know, we just, we just had a great time. Yeah. Great time. All right. I want to go to that final game. And and this is a spoiler alert because I think one of the cool things, as much as it, it stinks on one hand, uh, but I think is really cool is that the good guys don't necessarily win here. The the Mariners end up winning the final game. Ken Griffey Jr. robs Luke Collins of mm-hmm. a, a home run. Uh, and I, I guess it's just a, a, a different ending. Uh, I still find myself watching the movie hoping that Luke Collins is able to just get enough <laughs> on it to, to get out of the park. But that game, what was it like filming that game? My understanding is it, it was before an actual game between the Twins and the Mariners. I, walk me through what filming that game yeah. was like. Yeah, we, it was before. I mean, I, I, before, you know, the, the day I hit the home run, remember I hit the home run to put us up? Yeah, that was I, a, I the Mickey That was actually Mickey fan, that was, pardon me, that was at fan appreciation night. And I think they were both filmed fan appreciation night. So we had a packed crowd. We had a packed crowd. And I had... They only gave me. They said, "Okay, you get four swings." So I had to. I had four swings to hit it out, and uh, if I didn't do it, then they would have to just do it in post. But I, I did it on the second swing, and he said, "Just however you want to react, react." So, and then when we were filming the other scene, you were just talking about same thing. It was a packed house there, you know. And before we were just using extras and setting them up in certain sections of the of the uh, dome, and we we would just shoot. And have them in the backdrop, so it looks like the whole place is packed. So that's that. I mean, I, I wish I could do it again. And this is all before cell phones. No cell phones. So no Twitter, no Instagram, nothing like that. And then for me, Tony, I, I think I fell in love with Ken Griffey Jr. from that movie. Just the, you know, the home run he hit, and then making that catch, and he just looks so cool doing everything. But you got a chance to spend some time with him. What was that like? And, and what was the experience like for him? It, you know, he always struck me as someone who would have fun with that sort of an experience. I, I, I believe all the players, you know, that came on board had a great time. Randy Johnson, Ken, Tim Raines. I don't know if you know, Tim Raines was in the movie, but Ken was just essentially just, he was just great towards everyone. I think him and Luke Edwards, they really hit it off as well. And it, it was just an honor to have someone like that 
in our movie, you know, because the people that have, I mean, I think it was the strike year because not too many people witnessed the movie in theaters because it was the strike year. I think the season was cut short. And then I think the other movie, it just came out before ours. Uh, when they were flying around, uh, what's the name of that movie? Um, Angels from, in the Outfield. From, yeah, Angels in the Outfield. Yeah. So we came out like a few weeks after them. But I, I, I feel that if people would go online and watch this movie, they would have the same experience that you have and I have because it is a good movie. It's a good movie. It's a good family movie. Great for kids. And, and, and you know, and just to say we were able to work with some of the best ball players at the time, you know, in that era is – you know, it's epic. All right, now that's uh, you know, I, I'd hate to make it seem like that's all you did in your, uh, it, you know, in your career. You've you've been in, uh, you know, so many other movies and, and roles, and and I know you got to be a part of Black Panther, which uh, was you know, I think not only a good movie but a really important movie uh, because of, of really so many reasons. But uh, having a, a a black superhero, and I know I remember. You know how important that was, and and speaking to to people, how significant that was. So first of all, just from like a a meaning, like being meaningful of, of of all the roles you've had, how special is it for you to be a part of that movie with with all that it meant beyond just a source of entertainment? It just it it it, it stems back, Jared, to you know just you know. You know, my motive, my motive is treat people the way you want to be treated. And I, you know, I grew up with some unbelievable people here in Santa Monica, California. And, you know, for someone to give me that opportunity to be a part of a franchise like that, Marvel. So I had a friend I grew, named Lisa Satriano. She's only grown our, our Little League team and, and Pony League team. And she's a great athlete. And she went on to, uh, you know... Thor Ragnarok, Spider-Man, uh, Straight Outta Compton, uh, Black Panther. She's the first AD on the movie. And um, I was at my friend's house, at Charlie's house, and we had just finished shooting uh, TV show Anger Man. No, 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 movie called Mad Families. And uh, I was staying at his house at the time, and I get a text from Lisa about 12, 20 in the afternoon. She's like, Tony Todd, is this still you? And I was like, hey, what's up, big time? You know, I'm just having fun with her. So I send her a photo of myself and Ronald McDonald. Cause, you know, I just, I love having fun, right? And so she writes me back, stop it, right? <laughs> so I just want to know if you want to work uh, on my movie like three to four months in Atlanta, Marvel's Black Panther, and a stunt actor, right? I was like, oh, that's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. So she said, okay, someone will be contacting you. So I get off the phone, Jared. <laughs> I go downstairs, I say, hey, Charlie, I, I got to go. I'm, I'm out of here. I'm going to Atlanta. He's like, yeah, right. And I said, all right, well, check my room about 20 minutes. Nothing will be in there, right? So I have a 6 p.m. flight now, first class, out to Atlanta, and I came home three and a half months later. And like I say, to work on something like that, to be a part, I mean, just the costumes alone, when you put those costumes alone, it felt like, you know, we were in, you know, Africa and we, we were going to be a part of, you know, something special. It felt, as soon as I put that costume on, I felt like I was going to be a part of something special. And, you know, we end up winning a, you know, SAG award, which is great and uh, nominated for, you know, one of the best pictures. And it's just unbelievable, man. It's just, you know, life gives you all these opportunities 
and it's all about how you, you know, take care of those opportunities. So you just got to be ready at any time, man. Uh, you mentioned uh, uh, Charlie. I, I assume, you know, you're talking about Charlie Sheen. You mentioned him already. I, I guess we'll get to that in a second. But uh, uh, before we turn the page on Black Panther, uh, is there is there another role you've had that has had maybe the meaning that being a part of that movie uh, ended up having? Yeah, I mean, just to be a part of, you know, to play someone, you know, I, I had, like I was saying earlier, I had the opportunity to play Jackie Robinson on the show Code Case. Mm -hmm. And to be able to put that uniform on with that name on the back and, I mean, those 1947 cliques and, and, and uniforms, uh, that was, you know, someone sent me that that episode, like, three days ago, and I just, because I've never seen it, I never, because it's hard, I'll be honest with you, it's hard to, like, sit and just watch yourself, you know, because you're always critiquing everything, and I never watched that episode, I watched it, like, three days ago, and, you know, that, and I just wish that I would have had the opportunity to play him, you know, in the movie, but, you know, Chadwick Boseman, who actually played Black Panther, he did a great job, so. All right, so Charlie Sheen, I know he's a, a, a close friend of yours. How did that relationship start, and, and what has he meant to you kind of in your life and in your career? Uh, he, he's always, you know, like a, a lot of people, they don't understand. They think that Charlie and I met after he became famous. I mean, we met in grade school, you know, played on the same high school baseball team. Uh, you know, we, you know, we. And he's just always been that person that has my back, and I've always had his back because, of, you know, we played ball together since we were, you know, 10, 11, 12 years old. And he's just just been a great guy to me and my family um, and vice versa. You know, I, I, you know, I've been a good friend to him and his daughters and his mom and dad. And, and uh, you know, we just have a, we have a great friendship, great friendship. What's something you'd still like to accomplish in your acting career? What are some of the goals you you still have out there? I would, you know, I, I'm not really too concerned about you know being the leading man or being a star on the on a on a TV series or something like that because I figure if if you're on the team, the team does well, we all do well. But I would love to I would love to be part of a uh, a hit television show. You know, just be one of the characters on a on a TV show. I would love to do that. All right. Now, you know, I see you around the Rangers a lot, and I I, I know the answer to this, but uh, or at least I think I do. But, uh, I know probably most people listening don't. Uh, I take it the Rangers are your American League favorite team. I don't know if they've supplanted the Dodgers, and I'm not going to ask you. Uh, I'm not going to put you in that position to answer that, but, but what, what's up with the, the Rangers ties? How did you become so connected to the Rangers and, and why are you around the Rangers so often? Well, well, and in, in, I believe it was 2014 or 2015. The Rangers had a pitcher by the name of Derek Holland, right? I yeah, Derek Holland played there around 2014 or 15. So he reached out to me via social media. Um, and he's like, is this Tony Todd? At Tony Todd 32, he's, he writes, is this you from the movie Little Big League? He was a fan of Little Big League as well. But the real reason he reached out to me is because he he was a bigger fan of the movie Major League. So, you know, the little thing Charlie had in the back of his head during the, move, uh, during the movie? Derek Hadley. Um, 
he <laughs> he sent me a photo of that and said he was a big fan. He's like, oh, I would love to meet Charlie Sheen one day. And I was like, oh, man, I, I get this every day, right? But I never received it from, you know, professional baseball player like that, right? So I showed Charlie the uh, the photo of him. And Charlie's like, well, if anyone's going to go out of their way and do that to the back of their head like that, we should meet him. Because it's very hard for Charlie to go to a game because, you know, as soon as we get out the car, it takes an hour or two just to get inside the stadium, you know, because of, you know, uh, photos and autograph requests, uh, from photos and autograph requests. So we end up going to the game, right? <laughs> so we meet him afterwards in the locker room, and it was just like, Two friends haven't seen each other for years, you know, so they hugged it out. The next thing you know, we I end up meeting the owner, Neil Leapman, and his wife, Amy Leapman, and we're there probably it's about 1 or 2 in, in the morning just talking, all of us. And we all became friends, and, and I'm still friends today with Amy and, and Neil, and, you know, I had the opportunity to be the bat boy for them last year uh, <laughs> with Tim Plummer. That was that was awesome. I think I made Major League Baseball history because I told the umpire, I said, hey, you've probably never seen two African-American b- bad boys on one team, right? <laughs> and I got, a, I got a big chuckle out of him. I have that photo. I just think it was epic. So, and, uh, and I just think the organization is so first class, and they just treat everyone, I mean, very well. I have a friend on the team now, Scott Heineman, who's from, you know, Santa Monica here and. uh I, I see the way they treat their minor leaguers, major leaguers, you know, the people that work in their office. I just think they treat them, you know, with the utmost respect. And that's how or every organization should run their organization. You know, I have a, a kid I used to coach named Andrew Brown. Uh, I, I reached out to Neil when Andrew was in college. This guy's very, very intelligent. He played for me at San Diego High School. I said, hey, Neil, there's this kid here. Uh, do you mind if I do you mind if I send you his resume? Next thing you know, I go to spring training this year. I hear someone call me. It's Andrew Brown. And he says, uh, Tony, I said, what are you doing here? I never even knew he was working for the Texas Rangers. So it's just like, you know, and that's why I'm such a big fan. They are my American league team. And, and I have, I, I have so much respect for that organization and everyone there. So, all right, finally, Tony. I, I know you you do a lot. I remember in spring training, you uh, you were doing something on MLB Network, and uh, there's all sorts of Tony Todd material out there. And I can't advocate enough that people uh, consume that. But uh, what are ways people can kind of find you and and take in your stuff and uh, get to know more about Tony Todd? They can all reach me at just at Tony Todd thirty two. That's on. Twitter and Instagram, and, and, and you know, I, I had the opportunity to work for Tops this spring training, and, you know, I had the chance to be on Hot Stove with Harold Reynolds, and it was just, it was a blessing because I had the opportunity to interview some of the best players in baseball. You know, Mike Trout, you know, Cody Bellinger, Mookie Betts, you know, Todd Frazier, uh, you know, the list goes on and on and on, and it's just unbelievable. Harold, Harold, always tells me, oh, you sit down front at the Dodger game all the time. I was like, hey, believe me, those aren't my tickets, man. Those are my <laughs> friends at uh, Melissa's Produce. That's their tickets. And uh, they invite me to the games, and I go and support my team. And But then when the Rangers come in town, I'm driving down to Anaheim to support them as well. So that's it. 